Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys, and it's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Evashu is tonight. We ha- we host the fantabulous Josh Cantor. And of course, you guys know how I roll. You know, I'm always thumbing around online looking for interesting people to talk to because that's just how we do things here. And the other day I was scrolling through and somebody had shared this thing where I had seen a fellow talking about helping sovereign humans through, you know, like massage, frequency massage. And I was like, what? what is this? So I started digging around and I seen him talking about, you know, healthy diets and and the frequency massage and stuff. And I was like, wait, 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 I've got to get him over here and talk to him because I need to know what he's got going on because this seems like somebody that's trying to uh, help elevate the vibration of humanity around here as we do here on Unconstitutional Awakening and in his own kind of way. So good evening, Josh. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Fantastic. So, Mm -hmm. so, so I got to ask where, where did where did all this start, man? Well, man, where did it start? I have I've been a technically a licensed massage therapist since two thousand three. <clears throat> I'm older than I look, so uh, practicing massage therapy and a, an educator in the field as well. So I formally taught at a massage therapy school, um, went through all the formal education and teaching and, and doing all that stuff. And um, let's fast forward um, about five, six years ago as a just self-employed massage therapist in Chicago. Um, I do Facebook ads and I attract a lot of my clientele, uh, new people, constantly have new people coming in because I use Facebook and the, you know, advertise to the local community to get new people to come in. And I work with people typically in pain. So people who want to, people who are kind of hating life uh, and not feeling good and they've tried everything. It's funny. Most people tend to try the most invasive and least effective things first, and then try the least invasive and most effective things last. Does that, you know, does that you know, make how sense? about that? I've, I've, I've actually seen that in my life before, you know, uh, a, a great comparison is, you know, my, <clears throat> my mom had some back issues and she immediately jumped into surgery and I had some back issues and I kind of got into that, uh, that inversion mixed with visit, uh, you know, regular visits to a chiropractor. I, I move appliances for a living. So, you know, the, mm. these old bones get, get, get a little bit sore every now and then but between mm-hmm. the mixture of stuff like that you know i've i've seen a, a big difference in doing these more natural takes to it yeah right to my left which is actually that way i have an inversion table i'm in my office space right now and uh so this idea i just came up with this idea kind of recently that because so many people who hobble in in pain just literally hobbling in have already tried the most invasive things except for surgery and technically chiropractic, which I love a great chiropractor. Technically chiropractic is more invasive than what I do because I, 
I'm not manip- technically manipulating people's joints, but I love a good chiropractor. But when people are in pain, typically they first and foremost will go to their doctor. And the doctor is going to recommend a physical therapist or refer them because insurance pays for all these things. So within that realm of the Western model, the doctor re- refers to the physical therapist. The physical therapist refers to the orthopedic surgeon. No one's no one's first line of defense is, <clears throat> no, you should go see the massage therapist. Um, so all these people started hobbling into me in, in chronic pain, level 10 chronic pain. And they say, I've seen all these people. Nobody has been able to help me. You're like my last stop before I let someone cut me open. And it turns out that a large percentage of these people were also very overweight, very overweight. So they were not healthy people. They were none of these people who they saw beforehand were telling them from their primary care physician to the physical therapist to, um, unfortunately, a lot of chiropractors, uh, the orthopedic surgeon wants to cut people open. Uh, nobody was saying, why don't we try losing a hundred pounds and, and, and then going from there. And so this is what I call um, the big domino. I, if you knock over this, the big domino, all these other little dominoes seem to tend to fall over with it. And the other little dominoes, the little dominoes are the symptoms, all these symptoms that people have from migraine headaches to freaking ankle pain, you know, migraine headaches to um, type two diabetes. These are symptoms of the big domino. And for most of these people in chronic pain and there's people kill themselves from chronic pain, you know, Um, most of these people in chronic pain, um, if they would lose the hundred pounds or the 150 pounds, that's the big domino. All the little dominoes tend to go away. And then the ones that don't, the little dominoes that don't go away, those are the ones that should be, should be treated or figured out. We should try to figure that puzzle out and put the pieces together. Once the big dominoes knocked over, but for me to put a, someone who's 150 pounds on my table and pretend that um, I'm going to change their lives with manual therapy, um, you know, any kind of body work, you know, is, is a joke. You know, they're going to go home feeling better for a day, but then they're going to wake up in the morning or two mornings later feeling exactly the way they did before they saw me. No, no, that's, that, you know, that's a, that's a great point there is, you know, I've, I, I like to cover a lot when it comes to like more of a holistic, I guess, type world or natural approach myself, you know, here over here on the show, a lot of my followers and listeners know that I kind of run my own, my own little homestead. I like to know where mm-hmm. my food comes from because, because, you know, honestly, the stuff that you're buying in the store is, I think, a big factor in a lot of people's health problems nowadays. Like I, you're, you're, you're fed things that are regulated and filled with chemicals from the same company that are making the medicines at the end of the day, when you really start digging yes. and, and it's, it's, it's a scam, like from the mm-hmm. word go, I think. Yeah. Uh, so insulin is a scam, you know, so these people, when, when you become, when you become obese, uh, morbidly obese, uh, that is the cause of type two diabetes. And that's the cause of the high blood sugar is the cause of the chronically elevated insulin levels. Yeah. And so it's, 
so the doctors are trained to treat the 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 di the diabetes, which is a chronically, which is technically just elevated blood sugar. They're trained to treat that with insulin because insulin is what is used to get the blood the sugar out of the blood. Um, <clears throat> when the problem is actually the problem is actually just the excess. The problem is the, the person constantly putting the sugar into their bodies. So if we can stop the person from putting the, the behavior of the person putting the sugar in their bodies, it's going to lower the blood sugar, which is going to lower the insulin, which is going to decrease the weight. Um, and so insulin fixes the sugar, but the insulin is actually what makes us fat. So it sure. fixes the sugar, but insulin makes us fat. So we have to figure out how to help people lose weight without injecting insulin into them. And so I started my kind of, I'm an alternative healthcare practitioner as a massage therapist, but I became like a, a rebel alternative healthcare practitioner because I'm technically outside of my scope of practice by helping people, helping people to lose weight to, to fix their chronic pain, as opposed to just working on muscular neuromusculoskeletal issues and stuff like that. Oh, you know, I mean, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. You know, just, just putting some thought into like a, a process with something like this. I, I've known a lot of people in my life to have um, different, say, like problems with their feet. Those I think is a good example. Um, whether it be pains or, you know, smells or even, you know, like just certain funguses and stuff that end up growing on, you know, on your feet. Your feet are like an area where things can dwell because they're mm -hmm. always in shoes and stuff like that. And, and the a loss of weight not only takes that stress off of the bones and muscles and stuff, but it also, you know, like <clears throat> can, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, regulate those things. Like you're talking about, like, you know, like the, the sugar, like, I think that's where a lot of your smells, bodily smells that people get, mm. you know, that come from is, is that sugar, um, you know, like sweating out of their body. I don't, I don't know how familiar you are, but I, I grew, I kind of grew up, unfortunately, around a few alcoholics and there's, mm. there's a certain smell to the sugar and yeast coming out of their, out of their body when they mm. sweat. Mm -hmm. and, and I've, and I've, and I've actually found that same scent in people that have, you know, like blood sugar type issues, high diabetes and stuff, you know, like that. It's, it's, I, I see how they can kind of run in common. And I've mm. always said your, your weight, and your, you know, your intake of food is what's more important. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny because this topic brings me back to about winter of, tw man, winter or spring of 2019, shortly before lots of crazy things started happening with the, the government kind of coming in and, sh and shutting, shutting the economy down. It brings me back to winterish winter, spring of 2019, man. No, it would have been, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I started to, I couldn't lie to my clients anymore and say, take their money and say, I'm going to help you with, you know, this, my, what I do as a massage therapist, you have to, we have to figure, we have to figure these things out. If you ask any kid, any little kid, I have an eight-year-old daughter, how do you Same. think, how do you think the, this person who is obviously overweight and can't move around very well, how do you think they should, what do you think they should do to, lo to lose weight and to feel better? 
any young person is going to say they should just stop eating. And, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of fasting for, yeah. So fasting for not only obvious weight loss and, um, healing of all sorts of diseases, because when you just stop putting stuff in, it allows the body to process what is already there, as opposed to putting new stuff in and new crap and the toxins in order for the body to process, stop putting stuff in and allow the body to process what's there already. It also lowers insulin. It also just jams insulin levels down and allows insulin is a storage hormone. So when your insulin is up, you're in storage mode. So anytime you, when, when you're in chronically elevated insulin mode, you're just storing energy. You're not in a position where you can burn energy. <clears throat> and the older we get, the harder it becomes. Insulin's like a thermostat. So it, you have to reset the thermostat lower in order to lower the body's set weight. So any little kid, any eight-year-old kid would say, well, just they should just stop eating, you know, but it's like for the adult, the average adult is like, well, you got to go on Weight Watchers or you got to go on this diet or that diet. It's like, no, you got to just stop eating. And people think that they're going to starve when the fact of the matter is that for every pound of fat that we have stored on our body is actually a day's worth of energy, a day's worth of nutrition and energy. So when you have a hundred pounds of excess body fat, you have a hundred days of energy on your body. It feels bad to stop eating because you're, we're so psychologically programmed to constantly be eating. And at first it's like, oh, this is what it feels like to have an empty stomach. And it feels bad. It feels like I'm hungry, but you're actually not hungry um, because true hunger is hormonal and the body knows how to take care of itself. You know, I've, I've also pointed out to people that true hunger, like if you were truly hunger, I, you actually feel it more oh. here then you feel it in your gut. If, <laughs> mm. if you're feeling it in your gut, there's a high chance that it's probably parasites, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the parasites are hungry, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, as opposed to this true hormonal hunger, which, which is a totally different feeling than just like, oh, my stomach is empty, so now I'm hungry. Same with fullness. Um, fullness is also hormonal, and that's why like on Thanksgiving, you get this nasty, horrible, like feel like your gut's going to split open fullness, as opposed to... If you just eat a lot of fat, like a bunch of eggs and a bunch of meat, it's a way different feeling of fullness. It's almost like when the body's had enough, it almost feels like I'm nauseous as opposed to I'm mechanically full. Like I feel like I'm going to burst. It's kind of like the body is saying, if you eat any more, you're going to puke. And because the body doesn't want any more versus if it's all cookies and cake, you keep doing it until you just feel like you're going to burst. So it's funny how this, ta- this has taken a tangent, you know, me being you introducing me as a massage therapist and, you know, I'm talking about um, this kind of stuff, but this is ev- one in four Americans is morbidly obese. I can and, see and- where though the, where this all lines up though. Like, you know, I mean, you, you, I don't really see it as a tangent. Like I, I see it as a story being put together <laughs> here. Like yeah. to be honest, like there's, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of things like that coincide with other things that I, you know, I've already kind of talked about in the past on the show, which I think is great because it's not like it, it, any of our followers and listeners that are out here that kind of already feel this way about a lot of stuff. I think this is kind of like bonus material mm-hmm. for anything that they've already got going on. You know, you, you, you've, you've made mention of quite, quite a few things there. And I, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've made mention before to people in the past about fasting. I'm all about fasting. I think there's, 
I don't think we were put on this planet to eat, you know, it's for sure three square meals a day is complete garbage. You know, that, that I don't think that's how our body works. I try, I've made mention before that it's almost like a car engine. You know, the more you put into it, the more everything inside keeps running and going and you know that it has to put out. Well, if you, if you slow it down and you're not using it as much, you know, that stuff lasts longer, you know, and there's, there's more, things that from the food that you you actually put it beautifully and i think i've never been able to put it that beautifully about how you you know you're putting it in and you can you've got a hundred days worth of fat stored you know a hundred days worth of energy, energy. stored. yeah you know, that's 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 something that's true you know those those few extra pounds you're carrying around on your stomach are quite a few days that you could run around and actually not have to you know you wouldn't starve you're you're absolutely mm -hmm. right you know that's i i've I've heard that a lot in, from people in the past when they've gotten into, you know, I guess bad situations. And once you realize you're not going to starving to death, you know, takes a lot more than you know mm. people realize, you know, that yeah. it's, it's not, you know, your, your, your body's made to function. We were hunter gatherers, you know, we, we might've gone two or three days naturally in the, in our ancestor days without eating because we didn't mm -hmm. have anything to find that day or anything to pick or grow. Like it was, it was a different time and i think people were more connected to this kind of path when it came to eating than they are today mm -hmm. like we eat for flavor and pleasure we eat because we're sad we eat because we're going to the carnival we eat because we're going to the movies like that mm -hmm. it's something about american culture for especially that it's it revolves around food and mm -hmm. i don't get me wrong. I love some food just as much as the next person, but like there's, there's, there's a limit. There's gotta be a thing somewhere because I see us as a country where we eat the most, but we're also full of the most sickness. Oh yeah. And so when you stop eating, it is painful because we are so used to eating for all the reasons that you mentioned. <clears throat> it's painful because <clears throat> the body, our bodies have become addicted to burning a specific type of fuel in order to function. And that's sugar. And so anything carbohydrate is broken down into sugar in, in, into the bloodstream, aside from just the plain old sugar that we, we are consuming. So it takes about 24 to 36 hours for you have to stop eating for that long in order to just get through all the sugar that's already in the body, 24 to 36 hours. And it's painful to do that. Um, and so when you tell uh, someone a uh, type two diabetic, well, let's not even talk about the type two diabetic because it's more complicated because they have to worry about blood sugar issues. They have to worry about this insulin they've been injecting. Let's just talk about the average person that's 50 to hundred pounds overweight, but has not yet put themselves into this dire state of type two diabetes. Um, they, once they, they stop eating the first 24 to 36 hours, it's very painful because the body is addicted to the sugar no differently than it's addicted to cocaine. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a dopamine addiction. It's all the uh, psychological and physical addiction. And until you burn, we burn through that sugar, we can't start digging into those fat stores. So that 100 pounds or that 50 pounds doesn't even start getting dug into until we get through that sugar for the first day or day and a half. And it's very painful. And the average person is, is like, I can't do it. I get a headache or I get dizzy. It's like, like you said, it's this, these first world problems that, that everyone has. It's like, Oh, did you, do you have a headache? I'm so sorry. You got a headache. And in order to coach someone through that, you have to be a hard ass, you know, in order to really do that. Right. And um, it's really hard because people are soft 
and people are afraid to go through the pain that it's going to take to take that they've 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 be, they've indulged and become so weak over time and uh they are afraid they have to it's like you have to punish yourself a little bit in order to become healthy now because you're so addicted to the way that, that things have been and it's painful um, but once you get past that day and a half to two days and now you're digging into the fat stores because there's no more sugar ketosis you've heard of ketosis it's that's what happens once you've gotten rid of all the stored sugar yeah. and the body loves it the body loves it but you have to get through the torture of burning through the sugar first and so as Back in 2019, when I started trying to coach my bodywork clients, my massage and bodywork clients who were coming to me for pain, I I was too soft to like really push these people to get past this. Like I'm having them do intermittent fasting, which isn't, that's not like, oh, you have to just stop eating for three days. You know, it's, you, you just shorten your eating window. Um, I'm sure you've heard of intermittent fasting. Um, Started having some good success with a couple of people. And then the government shut everything down. The government shut down, you know, massage therapy as being non-essential, which, and that was, that was back in Chicago. Um, now I live in Ohio now. And um, we, I had a big gap in um, practicing between getting shut down and then um, coming to Ohio and starting back up again to where I, where we are now. Um, and things have changed a lot. And I, there's, there's a, there's a lot, you know, in between, but, uh, you saying that you move appliances made me want to go back and tell you, I got shut down in 2019. And, you know, I know you talk a lot about tyranny and, and constitution and waking up and stuff like that. Um, and, and I was already, I thought I was awake, but getting shut down and struggling through from 2019 to 2022 to rebuild, um, was was an even deeper awakening <clears throat> and oh, I, no. I couldn't it's practice nice. i couldn't do what i do i couldn't make money doing what i do you know what i mean for an extended period of time i, I mean no that uh, you know I, I understand like when 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 all of that first kicked off for me i had i had actually ventured away from doing appliances i had spent almost 10 years you know moving them around and stuff like that between appliances and you know and and stuff and I was actually being a mechanic. I had been a mechanic for about two years over at a Nissan dealership. And um, I'm one of those guys that just kind of can do it all. You know, I've mm -hmm. got, I don't have a predestined thing. I've just mm -hmm. got a world in front of me and things that I have to learn. And, and like they came to me and they were like, well, you have to get a PCR test or you can't come back to work. And I was like, mm. I don't have to do shit. Mm -hmm. and they were like they were like well such and such in the side i said well then that's their problem i don't have to do anything well i actually ended up causing the entire shop to close down for a week because i refused to take part mm -hmm. and they finally came to me and were like either you have to do it or we're gonna have to let you go and i was just mm -hmm. like bye and it made me dive further into you know my my hobby farm at the time and turned into you know a full full-fledged homestead and doing for myself i helped my wife launch a very successful candle and like homemade soap and mm. herb type business and stuff. She makes teas and does all kinds nice. of great things. And somebody from my past was like, Hey, there's a, there's this fellow's looking for you. If you want to get back into appliances. And I was like, no, because honestly <laughs> it's going to take a lot to get me back into it. And he sat down and talked to me and man, he, he painted it all real great and gave me all the, all the right things I needed to hear. And it, with it being a small, very small hometown company, you know, like 12 people, I think total work there with mm -hmm. us. It, it, 
it's not like any it's not like working for a corporation or anything like that it's 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 very family oriented my boss takes very good care of me i believe mm-hmm. you know he's even he's even become a fan checking out the show because he found nice. me quite a ways mm-hmm. in and and it's mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have you know like real people it's like because you know he doesn't he didn't even think about this stuff he himself owns a, a larger horse farm and like when all the covid crazy was going on he like me is like what 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 do you mean? What are you talking about? Like neither one of us ever seemed to get sick. And we, we kept making the jokes that it was, had to be a, a big part in dealing with the fact that we're working with all these animals all day long. Mm. Like, I mean, don't, man, I handle chickens, goats, and pigs mm-hmm. on a, on a daily basis. Like it's yeah. nothing for me to be out here with my kids. I mean, not really crawling around in crap, but I mean, yeah. I'm kind of crawling around in crap. But you do. Yeah. Cause there's chicken crap all, every inch right. of my property yeah, i right. promise like yeah and you know it's but but our immune systems you know like we don't we don't just get sick around here mm-hmm. like like everybody else and i think that's because our diets are are very different it's not that mm-hmm. we're on a diet you know a lot of our food comes from right here in my own mm-hmm. yard mm-hmm. and what doesn't come from my own yard you know i try I try as best as I can. Don't get me wrong. I still have to go into a actual grocery store from time to time. No, you know, I'm being real here, which yeah. is no real way around getting everything without mm-hmm. going sometimes. But I try to use farmers markets and other local farmers to, you know, that I know to a mixture of getting stuff from them that I don't have and or bartering, you know, yeah. uh, Absolutely. you show up with a whole, a whole pig ready to go and people oh my are God. pretty, pretty opt to trade uh, with you and yeah, i raise right. red meat pigs um oh. yeah so they're they're it's more like a their meat's more like a wild hog meat oh cool so it, yeah. it, i think it's very lean you know it's got mm-hmm. a lot of that good inside of it mm-hmm. that, I, yeah. that i like and you know we're we're not feeding them grain and stuff mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. you know what's the point everything that my animals right. need to eat right here in the yard they do a really yeah. good job of that i i add to it with other fruits and vegetables but yeah. like shoot man they do a good job of rooting and keeping property clean out here i ain't, yeah. I ain't cut grass in two years <clears throat> feed them you should feed them some politicians you know uh, they'll eat everything but the tea <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it's funny I, so i wanted to tell you when you said about your uh, moving appliances and then i wanted to move back to uh, go back to 2019 because yeah. the business was shut down because we were non-essential everything was my clients were canceling on me before the government even was like your business is shut down because they were all afraid to leave their houses um and my whole family was calling me like well you're gonna go on on and you're gonna get unemployment right like all these other people in the alternative healthcare industry were all rushing and running to all, all um unemployment and um i don't People like to use the label alternative healthcare, and there really aren't a lot of truly alternative healthcare practitioners. That isn't even a good term because a lot of these people, um, when they were allowed, told they were allowed to open back up, they wouldn't. They were wearing their mask, and they were forcing. They they needed their clients who came to see them to wear their mask. And <clears throat> when the government snapped their fingers and said, "You can open back up." Um, I had a lot of clients texting me and calling me really looking forward. I'm good at what I do. They were all in pain. They all wanted to come get their therapy and uh, they would text. And I said, great, let's set it up. And so, but back rewinding a little bit, I didn't get unemployment. I never ever would have ever get unemployment and no offense to anyone who, who did that. You did what you had to do, but I would never ever do that. 
this goes back to, you know, I understand what government is. I understand what welfare is. I understand what socialism is, and I'm not into it at all. And this part of my awakening, uh, this, this never ending awakening was learning about economics and learning about all this stuff. I would never go on unemployment. I got a job. I became a truck driver. I became, I, I got hired by FedEx and I became a FedEx delivery driver in the city of Chicago. And I, I did it 50, 60 hours a week. Um, I got great training. And when the government snapped their fingers and said, and um, you can go back to work, I didn't quit the FedEx job. This is after almost 18 years of being a massage therapist. Um, I'm now a FedEx driver in the city of Chicago. Uh, the, go the government snaps their fingers. You can go back to work. I didn't quit. I just started seeing my clients on my days off from FedEx. So if some people are out of work and receiving unemployment, <clears throat> I was working seven days a week. I was working 50 to 60 hours delivering for FedEx. And then on my two days off, I was seeing my clients. And so I, I felt no pressure, but I, I would have done the same thing anyways. I told them when they texted me, great, let's set it up. But just so you know, it's so crazy that I have to even say something like this. I will not be wearing a mask when you come to see me. And most of them wouldn't come back to see me because I was not wearing a mask. So I destroyed my business because I wouldn't wear a mask to see these people. I had women begging me, specifically some women that come to mind. They're like, "If what if I bring you this really cute mask? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask no, over my I, mouth. I refused. You know? like I, yeah. I, we, and, I, had a, I, was, I had a daughter during this whole Fiasco, uh, you know. Uh -huh. I mean, it. it, it my, my third child, she's, you know, she's doing great, of course. But like mm -hmm. that that hospital trip was hilarious. Mm. They did not realize the the guy, the stubborn person that they mm -hmm. were about to deal with. Yeah. And as I sat there just staring at them, and they didn't really have anything they could do because mm -hmm. they're just they're lost for words. I'm not, you yeah. know, I wasn't getting irate about it or anything like that. I'm just like, no. Yeah. Just, just flat out stood my ground. No, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I, I did see a lot out there when it came to my refusal of it. You kind of like you're seeing people almost, you know, being completely irrational and in fear. It's stressful. It's stressful to be non-compliant. It's not, yeah. oh, it is yeah. not, dude, I got lots of stories. I videoed, I was, I feel like uh, I'm, I need to finish this. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I, where was I going? Oh, I made, I made in Chicago, I made five times as much per hour doing massage therapy as I did driving a FedEx truck. I, I was, I made five times as much and I was declining wow. these people and I was declining these people and I was struggling. I was not, I'm not, my wife is a stay at home mom with three kids. She does not, she was not making money at that time. And I was refusing to see these people who were wanting, needing me to wear a mask. And, um, because principles are everything. Principles are everything. And uh, if, if you have principles and, you, and we don't stand by them, then they aren't principles and you're a hypocrite. And so, uh, you know, we made it through. We closed that, that business down um, and moved to Ohio because Chicago got really weird. Chicago got really weird. And uh, we're, in a, we're in a better place now. And uh, we're building up. But I want to say we moved to, to Ohio. It, I became a UPS driver in Ohio because I, I used that FedEx experience. I became a UPS driver for nine months. I drove full-time for UPS and, and then finally transitioned into full-time being a um, self-employed business owner again as a massage therapist. But I went, took a huge tangent professionally. And um, being, I will tell you being a, those guys have the hardest job in the world. 
And um, it, it gave me an insight into a totally different world. Deliverance what I do now. Oh, being a UPS driver is like the military of delivery driving, you yeah. know, compared to, yeah, and they watch every move you make. It is a totally different, I mean, so there even I made a fraction of what I make as a massage therapist, but um, I had to do it for an extended period of time in order, once this stuff calmed down and I was able to find a place to rent a space where I wasn't going to be, um, so no one was going to be trying to force me to wear a mask to do my job and uh, to run my business. Um, So it was all principle-based, very hard work very hard work, you know, being a farmer and doing what, and your, your, uh, appliance job is probably physically very, very hard work. Um, I, I, I tend to home, uh, t- today's a good example. I, I, I came home and b- between the time that I got home and the time that me and you sat, sat down to film this evening, I did catch myself a little bit of a nap and that's just, mm-hmm. that's just cause you know, I get, I get started before the sun gets started. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get animals uh. fed and going out of the barn first thing in the morning. And then, and then go throw sling sling refrigerators around for eight hours, and then come home and play with animals and yeah, and kids and some kids. more. So we we are here to grind, and yeah. and I I believe we are here to grind and to make it great, and to to make it to make it great. And I think hard work is a huge part of it. And just as an it's taken me a long time as an adult to figure that out that hard work is a huge part of it. And uh, I I feel like rewinding the way before all the government shutdown stuff and getting into uh, just what I'm a carnivore. Okay. Like I'm a carnivore, you know, like, and, but I used to be a vegetarian. So I was a vegetarian for an extended period of time because I believed that that was the right thing to do. I believed it was ethical. I believed it was the ethical way to go. And I believed it was the healthiest way to go is because I read some things and I was young and, and it really, I was like, wow, animals are mistreated and fat is bad for you and cholesterol is bad for you. And I, and I gave it all up and I became a vegetarian for like 10 years. And wow. then I read something else. It was a pivotal time. It's funny how, it's funny how you, you can come across information like, uh, and it can seem like utter rubbish to you. And, and then two years later, you can come across the same information and it's like, Oh my gosh, like that's wow. That's earth shattering. And, uh, I read some things and it was like, huh, it seems like animal protein is actually really good for the human being. And, uh, I, you know, the next day that my first, I made a point of my first meal after almost 10 years was I ate some meat and, uh, started integrating meat back into my diet all the way to, you know, I don't know, fast forward a a number of years. Like, have you ever come across what, are there any topics that you think are just like complete? Have you ever come across something that seems completely ridiculous? And then you sometime later, it's something that became a part of your life. I don't know. No, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you, you say that like that because I, I do, I'm constantly on here telling people to go back and reread books that they read when they were younger oh, or re, absolutely. You know, retouch movies that they loved when they were younger mm-hmm. or, you know, now within a, in a woken sense, you know, rewatch a movie because, you know, things like predictive programming and stuff that are hidden inside mm-hmm. of it. But they, you know, I was like, you, you get a different perspective on things when you re revisit things. And I, I've made it known that 
you know, there might be something I've touched on an episode 10 episodes ago that for some reason clicks back into here and resonates, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the same or causes somebody to want to go back to that episode and, you know, listen to more of a subject you were, you were talking about the proteins there. We just kind of did a whole spill about microplastics and it, and it turned mm. into a tangent about the unhealthiness of the, the vegan vegetarian mm. lifestyle mm-hmm. and the, the missing lipoproteins that you don't get, you know, that you get what you get from meat, but you don't, you can't find mm-hmm. anywhere but meat. Yeah. Like that's, that's a part Absolutely. of existence. And the fact that like saturated fat cholesterol is literally the building block of every cell in our body. Yes. And, and even the word ester, which is in cholesterol is there's that there are hormones called esters. It's our sex hormones. And so like testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, when you, when you limit, you think cholesterol is bad for you and you take cholesterol out of your diet, you're literally destroying health, you know? So, um, this one topic that I came across where I was already eating meat, but I came across this topic and it was the carnivore diet. Um, are you familiar with the carnivore diet? Okay. And, you know, there's about tens of thousands of people who are having amazing healing results with the carnivore diet. And, um, I was like, that is ridiculous. Like you can't just eat meat. How could you just eat meat? You need, you need fiber and you need all the colors of everything, you know, the vegetables and the fruits and everything. And it turns out that a lot of that just might be bullshit. Like we, I think human nutrition is one of the most, um, one of the most uh, corrupt subjects, one of the most corrupt. And if any other animals could talk, they wouldn't be arguing over what they're supposed to be eating. They just instinctively know what they're supposed to be eating. And we go to school and we get educated and we have nutritionists and dietitians and doctors, and they're all jacking us up. They're all messing us up and nobody has the right answer. Nobody's right. It seems like it. And not, not just that to me, it more seems they've found a way to, uh, to, to, of course, I mean, it's, it's obvious they profit off of people's health. And to me that, you know, it seems that they have found a way to use all of these genetically modified foods and all of these chemicals and all of these poisons that are, they're flat out poisons. You know, when you start looking at some of these ingredients and you start actually looking at what's on store shelves, like there's, there's so much stuff that we put into our bodies that, uh, even animals won't eat, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you've ever run across things like that before, but you know, like household foods and you sit Mm -hmm. it down and a dog will turn its nose up, you know, Mm -hmm. or, and you're just like, well, wait a minute. If the dog don't even want it, why am I even sitting here putting Mm -hmm. it in my body? There's gotta be something up there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do. I go, I'll go through the grocery store and do like a Facebook live or just video myself and then post it on Facebook and just, take, go to Whole Foods, which is supposed to be like the best place to get your healthy foods. And if you, everything, everything that is in a box or a package at Whole Foods is loaded with probably the most unhealthy thing that one of the things that's causing the most inflammation and the most diseases out of anything. And it's lots of people are surprised, like, oh my God, it's seed oils, oils that come from seeds, oils that come from seeds. They're extremely unnatural. Like in nature, you would never, how would you get the oil out of a seed? You know what I mean? You know, I, this is my, my, 
my wife had a a dairy allergy. My wife mm-hmm. and my son had a a processed cow dairy allergy. Mm-hmm. And this is how we figured out that it was, you know, like a processed cow dairy allergy. We found out that milk, uh, goat's milk wasn't having the same reaction, mm. especially, you know, our own goat's milk and stuff like that. There's a different levels of lactose. Uh, goat's mm-hmm. milk is closer to human build mm-hmm. than cow's milk ever could be. And, and not that I'm even knocking cow's milk. If you're drinking raw cow's mm-hmm. milk, that's a different animal than Absolutely. drinking the processed, you know, cow's milk altogether. And, and, you know, we found, I got to look in because they were trying some of those alternative milks, like the, the oat milks and the mm-hmm. almond milks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you start reading them, it's, it's second ingredient on almost every one of them is like sunflower oil. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, you're drinking oil. And she was yeah. like, what? And I was like, look at the ingredients. You're drinking mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely inflammatory oil. It's not like um, coconut oil which is simply squeezed from the fruit. It's literally squeezed from the fruit. Whereas how do you extract the oil from a soybean or a sunflower seed? It's an extremely toxic process that they use and, and those byproducts and the oils even rancid most of the time. And it's funny the the oat milk is the new big thing. And there's a sign I used to see when I was driving my UPS truck around, it was <clears throat> for this oatly oat milk and it was oat milk. It's like milk, but for humans. And uh, I just get a kick out of that because we drink only raw milk. We drink raw, we mostly raw cow's milk. And that's what the link I gave you for the farm we go to, which I was at today. We drive two hours round trip to get to the farm once a week. And we've become friendly with the husband and wife who own it. And there it's a regenerative agriculture farm. Uh, But they they are a raw dairy farm. For the people that are watching to see. Awesome. Sweetgrass Dairy (laughs) in Fredericktown, Ohio. Um, and we'll make sure that this link is shared for those that are out there listening yeah. and watching so that you can check this place they, out. You know how they practice. Yeah, man, they practice regenerative agriculture. And I, this is, I have their stuff in my office and I send, you know, I talk about treating, trying to treat my chronic pain clients who are a lot of them well overweight, some obese um, diet has to be a part of the picture. If I'm actually going to be helping people and to be connected with a farm mm-hmm. like this, you know, not only is the everything grass fed, everything pasture raised, everything raw, um, dairy wise, it they're they're a regenerative agriculture farm. You know, their their farming is actually um, regenerating the land as opposed to, you know, um, corporate you know factory farming feed. You know, all that kind of stuff that's obviously monocropping, obviously destroying the land. Oh, it's yeah. the exact opposite. So uh, it's just the best stuff in the world. Good enough that we drive two hours round trip uh, once a week. And if you're in uh, the central Ohio area, they actually deliver um, as well to your and house. I, and I'd be willing to bet that if you if you did some homework, there's probably other there's probably you know other farms like this in your mm-hmm. own state. You know, absolutely. I I I I can't say for certain any of the ones that I I'm around are, but like you know we I've found when you're in these very rural, very farm laden communities and such out here in the out here in the country like you know you start finding a lot more healthier products anyway you know i Mm -hmm. i I think that the pound of beef that i can go and get from the local cattle farmer sure is it going to cost me a little bit more money but at the end of the day it's going to be a lot better for me my family and Mm -hmm. everything else and 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 again i kind of made mention earlier like 
you show up anywhere with a whole pig ready to go for trade. And you yeah. know, most of the time you, I, I've, I've got a guy that I can swap some pork and beef back and forth. And we, you know, oh, we, yeah. there's even vegetables and stuff that we swap. Like our, there's the, the closest neighbors. Like we, we kind of, we don't officially do it, but we talk about what we're growing and we kind of coincide around each other so that we can mm-hmm. swap and stuff like that, you know, kind of our own little barter system. In a, Absolutely. In a Absolutely. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, people don't, the average person, I take it for granted, the average person doesn't, isn't understanding that, that milk is not, um, people are like, I'm trying to get healthier. I'm cutting out dairy. And it's, I'm like, your problem is not dairy. It's, it's store-bought dairy. It's yes. Franken, Franken dairy. And uh, the reason people have been just programmed for decades and decades to believe that dairy is inflammatory and then they're, they're lactose intolerant. It's like, <clears throat> so I take for granted that people understand what, what natural milk is or what, you know, natural milk also known as raw milk. And um, that is actually a healing food. It's actually a healing food and not only is it healthy and nourishing, but it, you can heal things with it as well. And, uh, have you ever come across the milk diet? Not like, I think I've seen a little bit about it, but uh, it's not like 100% what it is. It's over a hundred years, well over a hundred years old. There's a couple of great books. And if I knew, I didn't know ahead of time that we were going to dive deep, deeply into nutrition and animal food nutrition, but, um, because I don't have their names on the top of my head. There's two doctors, they're MD doctors from the early 1900s who were um, contemporaries and they both wrote separate books. One, one, the most popular one's called The Milk Diet. And it is about this doctor's memoir uh, and, and descriptions and memoir of all these patients who he treated with um, just milk and get, getting them on literally bed rest and raw milk and for three weeks only resting and raw milk and there was literally almost nothing that he wasn't curing with uh, the raw milk diet was uh oh wait no this is the one that i'm finding is actually a little little more recent but there's uh, just on a quick internet search i will say that there is quite the bit about this yeah 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 I'm, I'm gonna actually make sure that I that I share just the, just this search link with folks on this because I think there's something here to look into with that. Um, interesting. So I did. Um, I'm just. It's funny. I'm googling, and of course, I can't find um, what I'm looking for. But uh, I did. Uh, th- I did six days, and it's, his diet is technically um, three weeks. The milk. Diet, the, the actual thing you're supposed to do is three weeks of, of uh, only milk. I actually just think I found the original book. Cool. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, um, it's old, right? It's, it's on eBay and it's old by HB DJ or eight. It says the miracle, the miracle of the milk diet printed in 1924. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, in fact, you know what? I'm going to share the screen with you and uh, and the folks that are watching. I'm going to my out there because this is this is pretty interesting. Here it is, right here, by Barry Mc McFadden. <laughs> yeah, he's one of them, Bernard McFadden. Yeah, okay. he's he's there, there's him, and then there's another guy. It's the diet is the same. It's just their recommendations about how they would treat their patients with the milk diet. Um, and you can uh, get it on Kindle. 
Um, and you can find free PDFs of it around the internet too. Oh yeah. You, I'm, I love finding the free PDFs. Yeah. And stuff. I try to share them with folks when I do come across. Yeah. Them. It's mind blowing. And you being a, a raw milk producer, um, farmer, I'll, it's mind blowing. The, my goat's milk, I, that there is nothing like raw milk. Like I, I, I know you're going to agree with me here, but like for people that are out there that have never even tried it, like raw milk is a, different level like there's there's there there is just an entire entire different like just everything to it the the cheese it produces the 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 glass of milk that you drink or whatever from it the butter it the ball uh-huh yeah (laughs) you know it's just it it it's a it's an entirely different world and once you once you go down that path like me personally you can't just grab the stuff from Mm -hmm. the store again and ever be like what, yeah what is this? no like. it's a super it's a superfood and people think like oh goji berries are superfood it's like no raw milk and raw butter are are superfoods um and then healing foods and uh the uh owner the husband uh, at sweetgrass dairy um jake he i didn't realize this he was well aware of the milk diet obviously he has an original copy of the book and uh when i brought it up to him he's like oh he's like He's like, I've, I'm just naturally on the milk diet. Like he's like, cause he's out there farming on it's this huge farm. And he said he drinks kind of a, a, a average a gallon a day. Of, I could see that. Yeah. And that's what the milk diet is. If you look, if you get the book, it's a gallon a day. And that's what I, I left out. It's not just you're drinking raw milk for six, three weeks. It's a gallon a day is what they drink. You drink a cup per hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, I, I could, I, I could see though, like, I mean, it, I've, I've brought up in before, like, you know, it's been a conversation with other people and, you know, just people in my just general circle that, that the, there's definitely health benefits of these raw milks. And, you know, like I've seen it, I've seen it myself firsthand and, and, and again with the butter, you know, I, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time that push comes to shove, you can, you can survive on an entire oh di- diet of butter and potatoes. And, you know, like, there is, if you're getting your butter from a source like this, like yourself, mm-hmm. like it, it puts it on a whole, uh, whole different level. Yeah. Like most of that stuff that you're buying in the store anymore isn't really butter anyway. It kind of mm-hmm. goes back into those mm-hmm. oils. It's seed mm-hmm. oils of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You made mention of soybean earlier. That's that's one of the biggest oils that mm-hmm. you know, is is out and around, and even even byproducts of it are resold mm-hmm. as you know other oils. Yeah. And like. And, and it's, it's amazing to me how many artificial oils people put in their body. Like when, mm-hmm. once, and, once you realize it and see it, you're just like, yeah. why did I do that? And not realizing most people don't realize, uh, cause they're, they're called like vegetable oils and build as healthy <clears throat> sunflower, safflower, um, cottonseed, soy oil, um, anything that came from a seed is inflammatory. And then when you pair it with sugar and processed grains, which is all the boxed stuff has got processed grains, sugar and seed oils. It's like a carpet bomb of inflammation. Um, so yeah, funny how you introduced me as a massage therapist. And, uh, you know, all we're talking about is nutrition and we're talking about what I, what I would call carnivore nutrition, um, in a sense, and it's the exact opposite of what is pushed as healthy from the powers that be. And what I like to say is that look at anything they're telling you to stay away from 
because anything they're telling you to do in order to be healthy and do the exact opposite. And you're most likely going to have a very healing outcome. You know, we, you know, is it, it's funny you say that it's, it's interesting where these conversations go. Like we, we, as I made mention to you, I, I'm all about an open discourse. I just like to, I, I like to introduce who I'm talking to. And if we go on a complete opposite tangent, it's, it's cause it was meant to be, you know, like these, mm -hmm. we, I'm here to have important conversations that most people are scared to have, you know, they're worried mm -hmm. about censorship and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, you know, sure. Am I too, you know, absolutely. But so far so good. I'm kind of laying low underneath the radar because mm -hmm. everybody looks at me as a goofy dude in a pirate hat. So uh -huh. it, 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 you know, it makes it, I guess in a way they're just like, well, you know, who's going to believe this guy and, and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not out here trying to change the world. I, I'm always looking to send a message to that one person that needs mm -hmm. it. You know, mm -hmm. it, 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 Absolutely. it, I may not know him. I may not even see him or even hear from him, but this, this episode, this message is meant for mm -hmm. someone. And, and it's your, your venture into like massage therapy, I guess, kind of brought you through to all this absolutely you know, and talking about today. yeah and staying away from the nine to five in the as a young person i knew i was never gonna go into this nine to five kind of corporate world and i found <clears throat> a way to start to try to make a living and fast forward to today um the things that i'm talking about are considered to be outside of my scope of practice so in order to like work with my clients and deal with nutrition I would have to be some sort of a nutritionist in order to help my clients get stronger because everyone's so weak nowadays. Everyone is where the mind gets weak and the body is getting weak. And <clears throat> um, I, I would have to be technically, I'm supposed to be like a personal trainer or something like that, which leads me to, um, you know, like I said, being shut down in 2020 and having to retool and find our way to Ohio. Uh, there is a way to do business where the government actually can't shut you down. And, and, and it, we've, I've been, you know, kind of an anarchist for a while now. I, I, I came to That's anarchy. That's my favorite word, buddy. Yeah. We're and all people, anarchists here. Like. Yeah. People think it means chaos, but anarchy actually means without rule. It, it means self-rule or without rule, you know, and, uh, I came to anarchy through um, like libertarianism and, you know, libertarianism was like, oh, cool. This is, this is about real freedom, but it's like, oh, actually I learned it's kind of still like a pretty small box. You're still, really into, you're still into the government. You're still I mean, like, I, 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 I make the joke quite regularly, actually, that, you know, all there's a lot of libertarians out there and one day they're going to grow up and be anarchists. Just like <laughs> right. <them>. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, and I like the term anarcho-capitalist, you know, like just, Anarchy and capitalism. You know, I, I view myself as more of an agroist, I guess you would say. Sure. It's that, it's that anar anarchy mixed in with a with a true free market. You know, Absolutely. Like people people, uh, people don't realize. I, a book I always go back to, and he's also been a regular guest on my show, actually, uh, Markets Not Capitalism by Gary Chartier. It explains oh. how... Um, like the corporate capitalization that we have nowadays mm. yes. is, is a problem. And we crony need capitalism. More, yeah. We need more true free markets. Mm -hmm. in this Government's market. the problem because uh, we wouldn't have corporatism without poli politics. Hand in hand. They, yeah. they go hand in hand. So, so 
Okay. There, this is going to become a subject for another time, but all of this leads to all of this, like anarchist agorist is it agorism. Is that what it, isn't that what it is? Yeah. Um, there is, uh, are you aware you have, you're aware that in around the country, there are certain um, counties that are dry counties can't yeah. serve it. It's illegal to serve alcohol. I've, I've so, got one not far from me actually. Cool. Well, within many of these counties, there are businesses, restaurants, and bars that are lawfully serving alcohol. Are you right. aware of that? Yeah. And they're doing it lawfully. The police are not bothering them. The politicians are not bothering them because they have structured their business into something called a private membership or association. They're, they're not doing business in the public sector which means partnering with the government in order to do business. They're doing business 100% in what's called the private domain. Public domain means you get permission from the government. Private domain, which we, has been bred out of us, we don't realize that it exists, that you can still be private and live your life without the government. It's not without a fight, but this has been happening since for 200 years. And even during prohibition, there were restaurants and bars who turned turn themselves into private membership associations and they were lawfully, not legally, lawfully serving alcohol to their, to their members, to their private members. Um, and they, they basically, they would deal only in private contractual um, situations with their private members, not, it was completely outside of the public domain. And it's called a PMA or private membership association. Well, there's a flood of, people and businesses moving back towards this model, learning about this model because of everything that has happened to people in the last couple of years, including yeah. us. And um, we have recently become a private membership association. My, my massage, our massage therapy business, our therapy business has become a pro has become part of our PMA, which means that we no longer do partner with the, the government in the public domain in order to do our dealings with our private members, because everything in the world is about private contracts. Everything is about contracts, not private. What we don't realize is a lot of, we don't realize that we're publicly contract. We are contracted with the government. We have gotten ourselves into contracts with the government since we were born and they did it. Well, they, they know did it yes. intentionally, but we they did know, it Yes, they know and we don't. And that's how all the elite are able to move the way they do is because they understand how to be private and they keep that information from us. But we, just because the information is kept from us doesn't mean that we're not allowed to do it. You Correct. just have to learn how to do it. And we connected with some uh, people who <clears throat> set up PMAs. They set up private membership associations for everyone from homesteaders to healthcare practitioners to um, lawyers to real estate agents to whatever and there's different setups depending on to restaurants especially restaurants so that when the shit hits the fan again the the government will not be knocking on your door to shut you down because you don't you don't you don't contract with the government you only contract with your private members um and it becomes a totally different setup we just had it finalized <clears throat> and so <laughs> we're finalized but we're trying to figure out how to do it now because sure. just because you have the paperwork set up um it's very you have to learn how to navigate through the world of being private 
no, no. I mean, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, these are, these are, these are actually great things. You know, I, I, I totally found you because I've seen you trying to heal people like physically. And I think this has flourished into something just way better, like all the way around. Like this, <laughs> yeah. is, this has been a, this has been a, I think a fantastic, exciting evening. And, you know, you made mention about, you know, possibly making another appearance and look, but I, I promise you once you, uh, once you meet this wacky pirate, I'm totally going to be in your emails more frequently than yeah. you'd like to hear from me because I, I, I love having these conversations, especially these hard conversations that people are like, you know, we, we shouldn't really talk about that. You don't really know, or, you know, you, you could get yourself in trouble. And I'm just like, no, no, they need to be talked mm -hmm. about like these. We have got to show people that there are more of us out here working for our own, you know, whether you call it sovereignty or freedom or just being left the hell alone, mm -hmm. like then, then there aren't, it's something yeah. I find, absolutely beautiful because i've been on this path for a long time and been been all i've always been the guy in the corner screaming hey they're up to something pay attention and everybody's mm -hmm. just like put your tinfoil hat, yeah, hat you're back on you know theorist. and 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 it's so great to see people seeing it and making the assertion to make change about it because it's doing things like you know, like what you've got going on and alternative media like I have going on. And I'm seeing I've even I'm, I've even talked to people that are building alternative infrastructures mm. to aid people when the government does decide to collapse or, you know, try to shut people down mm -hmm. and stuff like that. There are so many great human beings out here looking out for one another at the end of the day. And, and that's how I know that we're going to flourish. We're always going to make it because look at, look at us today. Look, look back through human history and the hardships that human beings have faced. And now me and you are able to sit here across the country from each other and, and have these, you know, these beautiful conversations. And I think that's, that's proof in itself that humanity always makes it at the end of the day. And I think it's important to bring these things like diets and, you know, these, these private membership associations, like that's, that's something that I hope everybody that's out here listening, like that clicks in their head and they start going to look into things because I've heard about it a little bit, but that since we've been sitting here talking about it and since you brought it up earlier, I've kind of had things going on in the background <laughs> digging around and I'm just like, I'm just like, Hey, this is, this is a ticket, like it's a legit ticket. It's legit. And you, but you can still find these awesome teachers on YouTube, which is crazy. Um, I love that. Lots of this topic of PMAs um, and trusts, which is goes, they're going to go hand in hand with the PMAs, how to become private, how to privatize your life. That's what they're doing. And they have kept it from us in a sense. So uh, yeah, it's still, you can still YouTube this stuff, which is crazy. Just because it's so under the radar still. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, there is so much valuable information between YouTube and even TikTok, believe it or not, yeah. mm. that that's underneath the radar and people don't realize how valuable this information is mm -hmm. because you're not, you know, we, we catch flack or a lot of people catch flack because it's, you know, you're constant trying to point out something going on with the government or that they did this and it, why not work on looking for loopholes? Um, I've got a few books that I, I always recommend to people that I think fit right along with this. Uh, one, 
One is, uh, it's about agroism and my brain, uh, mm-hmm. my brain is just stopping right now. I'm going to send you the links later, of yeah. course, and I'm even going to make sure I share it on here for other people's that it's, it's about doing a lot of things outside of the government's mm-hmm. market, you know, area, like, like kind of like this private membership association, but you know, even breaking it down to like a, like local levels and doing things to the infrastructure type thing, you know, like just mm-hmm. trying to build your own mini infrastructure between your mini community that you've created. You know, you mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to do things the way that it's been laid out for you or, or the way your parents did it or the way they were told they should do it. You know, that just kind of fell down to you. It's things are about change and evolution. And I always say the internet is a double edged sword because it has, Sure, can it be used against us and used to spy on us and stuff like that? Absolutely. That's, but that's the least of my worries. It can also be used to make great connections to progress each other and prove that a voluntary society, you know, of people that want rules but not rulers can, can contract between each other all day. Mm-hmm. In, in, in a voluntary means without having to have the threat of force or being put in a cage because you didn't mm-hmm. pay your share of taxes or you you didn't follow your covid rules that the government right. laid out or whatever like you know you know we've to find the way around this stuff is to look for things like these private membership associations and other other takes of privatizing things in general like mm-hmm. that's that's the best route to go is the private market they're always they're always more successful than the government is. I have some of my co-hosts mm-hmm. are ex-military and they'll tell you right now, if it says military grade, it's garbage. Go find mm-hmm. another version. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. But this, this has been, you know, this has been a fantastic evening and I do, I do hope you come back, you know, to talk to us some more. Like there's, there's a, I have a plethora of co-hosts that come in and out mm-hmm. and always are full of great questions that cool. I miss. Cause I'm, yeah. You know, I'm a one-man band sometimes, and it, it doesn't always work out that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do hope that you do join us again on another evening. Is there anything yeah, that we really didn't get to that you wanted to touch before we close? No, I, f- I feel like I pulled it in. Uh, I zigzagged in some different directions because I wanted to pull in some different pieces, and I wanted to, you know, talk about all the nutrition stuff. Absolutely, it's a huge part of my life. But take it from talk about the government shutdown talk about my journey, you know, and going, not going on unemployment and, and then restarting and figuring out and take it to right today to this PMA thing, you know, because I just had a feeling that was going to be a really a good topic for every, anyone listening to, to Google, Google or whatever you use or YouTube. And I'm definitely going to send you the link to the people who helped us set up our PMA because it is a thing right now. And people, businesses are there's a flood of people starting to check out this opportunity to become private and to and that that really is a great thing you know i mm-hmm. think i think that's that's going to be our ticket to whatever the future holds regardless of if the state of when because it's not if of when the state crumbles i mean you know it, this, it, it, yeah every empire eventually comes crashing to the ground and mm-hmm. the only thing the only reason things pop up from them is because there are people working in the background as hard as they can to make sure that their life stays afloat. You know, like I, I've, even though it's been the hardest time visually or what the way the media makes it sounds for the past two years, like I've, I've seen since COVID my life get a lot better. 
Like, you know, I've been, I've not been scared to take these chances as, as, as for yourself too, you know, and, 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 you know, I've, I've gone from just a, a a weird little dude that made TikTok videos and memes to try to awaken the masses to some Mm -hmm. guy that's out here totally hosting his own show and, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, trying to spread the message to everyone else in different kind of ways. Like we're absolutely, I think it's funny that a lot of the things you talked about tonight, I have had separate guests except for the pmas but i have had separate guests talk about all these things and you Mm -hmm. kind of brought them all in together and in fact i can't wait to uh to have you back with a couple people that that have some of these same nutritionist type things Mm -hmm. and are trying to get back to the you know trying to get back to earth you know i think i think we have gotten very far away from earth so you know i i appreciate you and you know coming on this evening and for of course before i close out i got to make sure that you guys check out our sponsors because there is, you know, got to be something to keep this stuff going on over here for myself. And so you guys make sure you get out there and check out Kirk Elliott, PhD forward slash Jim Bob forward slash, and you can get yourself some consulting to get, you know, gold and silver needs. And I, you know, I, I feel like he would be somebody to talk to, to about like trust because he's made mention to me about him before. So you know, y'all, y'all make sure y'all get over there and check out Kirk. He's a real good guy, and I, I think he's real awesome. And he's he does a great job being a spon- my main sponsor for the show, of course, right now. And, of course, check out pcchecreations.com for all your homemade soaps, herbal teas, um, and candles, energy healing, and chakra alignments from a third-degree Reiki master. If you use, cold oval, use code OVALSHORTS3, you'll receive 10% off at, um, at checkout. And of course, our newest sponsor that we just picked up that you all got, that you guys need to really get to check it out is for all of your first aid and custom plate carrier needs. Check out Ammo Can Survival, everything you need to survive in a 50, cal- 50 caliber can. Use code Captain Conspiracy 420 for 10% off your order. Visit Ammo, visit his Instagram at Ammo Can Survival today and he'll get you hooked up. And of course, you guys also make sure you get out there and check out the UA merch. You can just find a link for that on the unconstitutionalawakening.com. And you, as you guys know, I'm going to share all the links I can to get back to Josh and everything that we talked about this evening. That way you guys can show him some love. And, you know, if you have any interest in the things that he's got going on, I, I implore you to reach out to him because I think he's a... Uh, I think he's definitely somebody that's a, a key factor and has some great knowledge into the moving forward of awakening the world. And I think you guys should listen to him and I hope he comes back to join us again. So, you know, Josh, I, again, I appreciate you this evening and I look forward to it. The last thing I got is just my little closing, closing out thing that I like to say is uh, you see in the dark, there is discovery, there is possibility, there is freedom. And once someone has illuminated it, you know, it's great you're all you're all you you you've all got the makings of greatness in you but you must take the helm and chart your own course so until next time dgens y'all y'all give no cat y'all give no quarters and have a great night thank you